fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, March 18th, 2012, episode 110 of The Hot Box. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. Welcome back, brother. Oh, yeah, bro. Looking Oy. a little toasty, looking a little... Yeah, yeah, I got hit on at the gas station. <laughs> the girl behind the counter says, uh, wow, where are you from? And I said... Little place called I Paradise. Said, hey, beautiful girl. <laughs> I'm from Belize. <laughs> so we went out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I just laughed and said, and I was that's on what took us uh, so long to get the show started. Ian was busy uh, being Belizean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, brah. Oh, boy. the Belizean people are an interesting group of individuals. Aren't they? Warm hearted, absolutely fascinating, but they're survivalists. Really? Oh, yeah. Not more so than doomsday preppers? Or these are like... Uh, no, no, no. They survive day to day. They're not planning ahead for the future. They're feeding themselves today. Right. And you mentioned... We, we talked about this a little bit. Maybe we'll uh, we'll do a little special a special just about the trip if you want to get recorded. I don't want to talk too much about it. Well, but the, I do have one thing about the trip that oh, yeah, is please. relevant to our show, actually. Absolutely. It is about cannabis in Belize. And so, um, did and you allegedly do some smoking while you were there? Allegedly, allegedly, right? How's and so Rastaman comes up and says, "Hey, bra man, you you need a bag of of the marijuana." He's like, "I have the good inland hydroponic." Nice. And I said, "No shit, you got hydroponically grown weed in Belize. Let me see it." So he pulls this bag out of his pocket. It's just ganja. Right. It's green, brown with seeds and stems. Like, it ain't no fucking hydroponic nothing. It's just fucking ganja. You know what I mean? And so, it, which which is kind of interesting because, you know, of course, the Rastaman thinks he knows everything about the marijuana Sure, plant. that's their religion. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I mean, actually, the true Rastafarians, well, I learned, yeah. they don't actually use cannabis. The true, true right, Rastafarians right. don't. But then you have, then you have, like, the guys that wear the Rasta colors and just want to be a Rasta. Right. Because they like the, the, the because whole, it's cool, man. Right. Just it's cool like, you know, smoke. people that think other religions are cool, man. Sure. Like it's cool to be, accepted I want to be a Buddhist all. cause Buddha's cool. Um, but so, um, drugs and beliefs, uh, I guess in general, it's, it's fascinating to me is that, um, marijuana is illegal. And if you get caught with it, you will get taken to a Belizean jail. Now, Belize is a third world country, and so when you is it really classified? Yeah, as oh yeah, it is, and it is. Is it because of the lack of the tourists, like the Bahamas, or is there just no infrastructure? Mm, what no. classifies it as a third world? Underdeveloped. Ah, uh, okay. The police are corrupt. Everything. Okay, so in a Belizean jail, they uh, there's a pee bucket in the corner. Okay, and so. Uh, you'll have five or six dudes in one cell, and then you got to piss in this bucket, right? And then there's an empty cell. And so is what happens is like when one cell fills up and they start putting people in the next cell, they grab that piss bucket and splash it in the floor of the other cell. What? 
there's a guy in town, and I noticed that he had these big scars in the he's, palms. It's like marking their territory, or no, no, no. The like, guards weird. would oh. grab the piss bucket and splash it in the in the jail I cell, see. so everybody's got to stand and piss. Okay. <laughs> So there's a guy in town, I'm having breakfast one morning, and there's a guy in town, and he's got two scars in the palms of his hand, like, he's got, like, stigmata, okay? Right, yeah. And so, you know, the guy that I was, the uh, the guy that lives there, that I was kind of, uh, he was kind of, uh, uh, you know, gave us the rundown, like, the crash course in being in, in right, Belize. Right, right. And... And the island that we were on is not like inland Belize. Inland Belize is much rougher. This island is a tropical paradise, and so everybody's kind of you know one love, you know, singing Can you reggae. Give and stuff. our uh, our United States listeners some something to compare it to. When you say rougher, are we talking like Oakland rougher? Or are we talking like South Central? Or? Worse than Mexico? Wow, really? Is that because of the cartels and stuff? Or do they have a heavy hand? There, no. Or what's the but purpose? If there's like. You can kill somebody and throw their body in the fucking ocean and no one's ever going to find it. Like okay. the rules there. So it's just it's just the it's, environment. it's yeah. And you have you have a bunch of people that are survivalists. They're starving. They don't have anything. It's it's dog eat dog. It, right. it, and, you know, we've talked about uh, uh, survival of the fittest. Sure. That is the law there. The vehicle that governs that is selection. the law in right. Belize is survival of the fittest. If you're a fucking idiot, you're not going to make it very long there. Which is interesting because that's that was at one point in time the law of our evolutionary process. Uh-huh. That's what at the cellular level so governed what, every, everything. So is what you have is a bunch of people down there that know that. You know, I talked to a kid that got in a fight, and I said, "Man, you guys really fight to win." He didn't even understand what it meant. Right. He said, huh? Fight to win. What am I winning? Right, yeah, yeah. No, I fight to survive, and right. I will fight to kill if I have to. That, and, it's, and he was being straight it's up. A different mentality. Because if you to. don't, you will somebody be the else, victim. Yep, somebody else will. And so that's, so third it's world interesting. country. It's interesting. And, and to, when you were down there, you watched it from the inside to sort of function and move, move forward. How is it, is it efficient? Does it, well, I mean, obviously it works. It's been working, right? I mean... Are people happy there? Is, is everything... Yeah. They have nothing, but on the other hand, they have, they have everything. everything. Right, right. They are mentally sound They're and happy. They're not consumers to the point that we, uh, we've become so... There's nothing to consume. Exactly. Besides the, the That's huge. where you live. That's huge. And though. so, like, here's, here's a, a, here's a country for instance. by choice, not by force say what third world country by choice not by force if you not necessarily britain only gave belize back in the 90s really it used to be a british colony right, right and see the reason why there's okay so there's a lot there's a large black population there and it's because the british people boated slaves from africa into the belizean area and unloaded them there right and then a lot of them were just left there and so you know a lot of the a lot of the the black folks there are descendants from Previous British slaves. Would you say, do they have a bigger chip on their shoulder than our descendants of slaves? I have no sort? idea. You, you know, like, have... that's not really a conversation I wanted to get into. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, about, like, how do you feel their... about your great-great-great-great-grandfather well, no, being a slave they... for me, no, the white that. man? Okay, you know, the, like, I didn't, did you they know... walk around like, fuck, white man owes me something? You know, like, and not, not saying that everybody here is like that, but there was a large population that is like our reparation you owe us i didn't see any of that but you know what you do see everyone gets along well no is what you do see being a gringo right a white guy i got money 
And so everybody right. wants to sell you something. Sure. It doesn't sure. matter if he's black, blue, brown, or another white guy. Forcefully or just like, hey, kind of like when you walk down the street. Have you street ever been to a music festival on Shakedown Street where somebody's like, hey, man, you need to buy yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, hey, yeah, hey, sure. hey. Like, uh, it's, it's like pressure sales Paris sometimes. is like that by the Eiffel Tower. Everybody wants yeah. to sell it because you're a tourist. And, and hustle. These yeah, boys yeah, yeah. can hustle. Hustle, hustle for sure. Hustle. Find because the, find you don't know what. <laughs> find the, you know. You don't know what things cost them you have exactly. no idea they how this works there it from some other gringo mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. exactly um so uh uh that's really interesting so, to see how so allegedly we got a we got a bag of, of ganja you know and i sure. and i just call it ganja because it's just herb you know you got to pick seeds out of it and pull the shit off the stems or whatever and and to be quite honest with you like it tasted so bad i really didn't smoke a whole lot you know, and I and it reminded me of how spoiled we are here at home, where it's a lot like, of things we take for granted. Oh, am I gonna have blueberry or whatever? But but marijuana is illegal, and and you will get taken to jail. And what I was saying about the Belizean jails, I'm out to breakfast one morning. This guy has two stigmata scars as he's paying for his breakfast. Sure. So our the guy showing us the ropes. I lean over and I say, Hey, man, you know, do, do you know this guy? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The scars on his hands are from when he got put in jail for getting in a fight. And the people that were in the jail nailed his hands to a table so they could butt fuck him. Whoa. Okay, so police. Can we say butt fuck him on this show? Okay. Go ahead. Oh. No, that's great. I mean, that's not great. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Can you say that on this show? (laughs) And your listeners thought I was gay. Yeah, go get him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so well. you got to realize anyway. in police, like you're on your own. There, there, there's no health care. The police are corrupt. Like you are What's on your the own. Saying that that you were you were go saying. slow, go slow. There are two, on the small island that I was on. It's two and a half miles long and about a quarter mile at the widest point wide. Right. And there's a sign on the island that says "Go slow." We have two cemeteries and no hospitals. Go slow. Uh, that's an interesting way of life. To- that is the motto on this island. If you're riding your little beach cruiser bike just a little faster, somebody eventually is going to say something before you get too far. They'll be like, "Hey, Mongo Slow Man, right. where you got the Cobra?" Right. You know, like it's 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 the way of life there. Like, slow the fuck down. What if a little kid runs out in front of you and you run into some local little boy? Where are you gonna go? In Probably the to the bottom of the ocean. The bottom of the ocean. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, and yeah. like you know, so. Uh, if you get caught with cannabis, you have, you you might get taken to the jail cell, and they don't treat gringos any differently. Belize is a non extradition country too, and Which so kind of cool. The U.S. can't come get you. Which could go both ways. Either yeah. it could go either way. If, if you're if running you're from the U.S., em- if you're Mark Emery, you maybe wanted to go there, not where you, right. you went. Uh, but then, on the other hand, the U.S. can't really do much for you once if, you're in trouble there either. Right. So if you, you know, say hands are nailed to a table and you're getting butt fucked, <laughs> like yeah. you can't call you mommy. You bought the ticket. You better take the ride. You, right. You know, real quick, uh, have you ever seen the movie In Time? It came out in 2011. Basically, in a future where people stop aging at 25, they're engineered to live only one more year. Having the means to buy your way out of the situation is a shot at immortal youth. So you stop aging, you automatically die a year after that, but you can buy more time. You work for time. Time is the currency. And what what was interesting about you say everybody like walks slower and, and stuff like that in this movie you knew the who the rich people were because they were they were everything was slow 
because they had all this time. The poor people, they were always running. They were constantly like everything was quick because they only had three more hours to live. They had to go make more time. But that's interesting that like everybody there – because here, what is it? We have schedules. We have things. For to... two weeks, I did not know what time it was. Exactly. Except for I knew when the sun set. And, and you... since I know about celestial objects, I know what time the moon well, comes that, up. Well, your internal biological clock, your circadian rhythm or whatever. Will, sure. Will yeah, it help feels like two yeah. o'clock, maybe. But, everybody, but it didn't matter. That's, that's so cool that nobody, it's not. Because I feel like if, if that's the case, your stress level is very, very low. When you're that's not that's actually time. that's actually the reason why it was so difficult to come home for me is that this, in two weeks I the bet. most stressful thing I did on that island was take a like a Culligan water jug five gallon one sure and have to pedal that motherfucker two and a half miles down a jungle trail on a pedal bike and these aren't like nice pedal bikes they're little rusty ass beach cruiser Old, bikes yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying so I got this <laughs> I got this five gallon bucket of water between my legs and I'm trying to pedal with this thing you know what I mean and there's like there's oh, yeah. like roots and, like and you're going over bumps and 50. pothole and you know there's like geckos and iguanas yeah, yeah. running around and the Colombian red tail boas hanging out of the trees and howler monkeys oh, and like I mean it's like it's. It, I noticed when you came back here you just looked at the cat and you're like whatever yeah bring <laughs> it cat snakes yeah what's I up I fronted up on a five foot iguana and I had never been so scared of something in my they life hiss, dude dude this one didn't hiss man and you know you're fucked if he turns sideways because oh, they got these razor sharp yeah, things dude. on their tail and they will tear you apart how you know was the what insect do? life there oh the you want to oh, okay so creep me out creep me out okay so the two bugs that I was worried about one is called blister bug. They call them blister bugs. Blister bug, man. Because you don't... they come in blister packs? And... No, oh. man. They got poisonous juice inside of them. <laughs> Yuck. So when you... No so one lands on you, what do you do in Montana when a mosquito lands on you? Fucking you swat fucking that motherfucker. Do that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You do that to this thing, you're getting two blisters. What? One on the palm of your hand and one where you smack the bug on your arm because that poisonous juice really? is going to make... That's why they call them a blister bug. Fuck. So in Belize, you don't smack things. You brush everything off. You sweep it off of yourself. The other bug... Just brush it off, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just brush so, it off, boy. So uh, uh, the other bug is called an oseum. And, and these are these are pretty widespread this isn't just in Belize right. it's, a, it's a type of sand fly but they're so small that you can't see them until they bite you Ugh. and by then it's too late and once they bite you they look like a little black fleck on your skin Ugh. and it's pretty much like Teeth Ugh. with wings. Reek, reek, nice. Reek, reek. Just chomping down. On right, some... and it'll bite you a couple times. You know what I'm sure, saying? Like it not? might not like All where it bit eat, you, baby. so it's gonna <laughs> unlatch and then move an inch over and bite you again. Right? And these things are—they come in like they're thick. I mean, like thick. Right. You'll go from not having a bug bite to having seventy in the matter of a minute, like instantly, like ah. And it hurts. Like you Ugh, can feel like them bite you. Ca- oh, really? You can Ugh. feel their teeth go into your skin. Like it hurts, and then they itch afterwards. But it's like, ow! Like you, when you get bit, you're like, oh shit, bug. You know, like oh man. So and then did even, you get bit a few times? Oh or? yeah, oh, those yeah. sands right fucking tear you up. They live in the sand. Oh, I'm on a sandy island. Yeah, right. They're everywhere. like you can't. Shit. But they're really only prominent during sunrise and sunset. And so, like, if you go out at night, like, just make sure that you're going quickly. And see, sure. once you're in the village, the bugs aren't really that bad. But when you're out in the jungle where the house is, 
it's an unadulterated jungle. It, it's really untouched. It is as wild of an island jungle as you're going to find. Monkeys, crocodiles, snakes, lizards, spy, everything. You know what I mean? Um, so th- those are the two like uh, like the the two scary scarier bugs. But they have like chiggers and other things. They, you sure. get these. There's a bug that'll land on you and then lay an egg in your skin. Inside, right, right. Yeah. And then they come out and they're like, and it's, like a, it's like a it's like a worm larva. Ugh. And it'll stay in so your gross. arm and stay in your arm until that fucking thing hatches. And then what does it do? Multiplies. Lays more. Fuck yeah. And so the way to get it out is you take a little bit of cigarette tobacco. You get it moist. You put it on your skin, and then you like wrap your wrap it so that the tobacco will stay on the on right. the burrow hole. And they they'll that kills they, them. It'll come out. Oh, I see. Because they like the tobacco, sure. and they'll come out to be like nestle in the tobacco. Ugh. Gross, right? Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, it, it's a completely different world. See, and it's a tropical paradise, but it's very difficult to live there. Like it's not. It's not. Uh, easy to do. Like it takes a lot of work to keep. Well, shit now hold working. on. Is it is it difficult just because you're coming from here to there, or yes. even if you were born there, it would still the be comforts like, of home, right? So are people, something that you have to forgo. But the people that live there, see, they're intelligent they're in just a different fine. way, right? You know, you ask a local how to fix something like to do with uh, a rainwater catching solar panel, something, or they know how to do that. They they know how to be as efficient as they. But they you can ask be. them to put a number into a cell phone sure. or find well, I something feel like on is that Google. What's more conducive to your environment? Survival. Yeah, and they are survivalists. So there and you so go. That's there's the evolutionary pressure. They are to- intelligent. But in a different way than me, you know, sure. saying like, OK, well, I could figure it out. But this is like a way of life for them. And so right. they're very well experienced with some of these things like fishing. You know, I'm not a fisherman. Do they exploit the whole tourism thing? Like Absolutely. As much as Absolutely. I feel like it's not to the point of like the Bahamas where that's there's all no that resorts there. on the island. There's no right. cars that's, where I that's went, why. that kind of thing. Yeah. And so um it, they exploit it by setting up snorkeling tours, by setting up gift shops, by setting up, you know, like touristy kind of things, restaurants and stuff. But that's really how this particular island funds itself is from visitors. All these gringos come, they bring their money, and see gringo, green, go. We right. bring green, and then we go. And then we, yeah, peace Green, out. gringo. That's interesting. And so, um, uh, let's, let's, let's go back to the cannabis thing uh, about Belize, is that, uh, like I said, it's illegal. Uh, you can go to a Belizean jail for having marijuana on, a, on you. Sure. Now, prescription drugs, on the other hand... Are legal, and so if Via you can the same tools here, pharmacies and yeah, doctors prescriptions. You go to a pharmacy, and, right, okay. and you don't need a prescription though. Oh, for real? You can walk into the <laughs> pharmacy, and if you can <laughs> wow. pronounce it, you can have it. I <laughs> get out, really. I'm so serious. So you can walk in and say, "Okay, I want, I want ten Laura tabs, sixty oxycotons, I want forty Adderall, and, and then I want give me ten. F- Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Nope, sorry, but you can have everything. <laughs> right. So if you can pronounce it's it, brilliant. liquid morphine. Sure. Hydromorphone. Or you just walk in whatever. and say, I want liquid morphine, and they <laughs> will ask you, how much would you like? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on layaway? <laughs> so. Shit. And, and, but see, that's but now, legal. Do you have 
in the papers or do you are there massive amounts of kids overdosing because they're paper? What? This oh. is a third world country, by Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I didn't see a newspaper the whole time I was there. Did you hear it in the grapevine about many o- ODs or anything like Man, that? Man, like death in this country isn't like something people talk about. It's just a... Uh, it's the way it is. Morte. Like the story I told you earlier about, you know, the villagers thought that the guy was dead. It had only been three hours that he'd been gone and they already divided all of his shit up. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Three hours. Oh, that sucks. He's dead. I want his boat. Dibs. <laughs> yeah. And so... Dibs. That's... The day that I got there, uh, there was a bank robbery, and, and three people got shot in the street, and two more people got killed while they were driving the getaway vehicle. Right. <clears throat> and the, the military-slash-police force that's in Belize, you know what they did? Hmm. They didn't even wait to get shot at. <clears throat> they just they found these motherfuckers and opened fire. Like, done no, and done. Like, you robbed a bank... And done. they had all automatic rifles, you and know, and just started drilling people. Shit. No trial. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, oh, that well, you're under arrest. And it's downs, like you I robbed a fucking bank and now you're going to die. Right. Well, and red handed. Sure. Why not? Oh, and it was red handed. Like I'll, it was I'll out in the street. If, if you are, if you're doing stuff like that, I, I, sure. If you're caught red handed, we don't need you. But if it's we have six months people, down the road, then I, I, yeah. And they do have a court system. They do have a court system. Um, um, matter- is it clogged up and backlogged with drug? Is it? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the Belizean people want to decriminalize marijuana. Right. They want to make it so that you're not going to jail if you have marijuana. What's their process? Is it much I like have no our, idea. They, see- they have a two-party system. And while I was there, the elections happened. Oh, really? Yeah, and even like the Prince what of Wales that? or somebody was there while I was there. I didn't know that, but like sure. they have a two-party system and like uh, it's, it's red and blue. Okay. Uh, they have like a red is, faction and they have a blue is faction. This America's and influence? There? I don't know. Okay, so like here's huh. for, here's a for instance. So the blue faction, they have an office on the island. Um, it's called the PUP Pup. Okay. And so outside of this this uh, 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 political office, they're like listening to music in there, and there's always like people hanging out in front of the office, which. To an American, looks like a bunch of uh, gangsters loitering, loitering out Move in front of someplace. But they and they all have on blue pup shirts. Sure, it looked to as an American at first glance, it looked kind of like gang colors <laughs> right? and gang factions because like, the red oh, side, Crips, son, the Let's UDP see, walk on through here. <laughs> yeah, blue was PUP and red was UDP, and like it just kind of like it just really resembled something. You know, to a white Montanan that has maybe something to do with like a gang affiliation, and according to some of the locals, it kind of is like you got to pick one side or the other. And if you support blue, but you work for someone that supports red, you'll lose your job. Really? Yeah. Well, and so like that's that's kind of the way it is. Um, and so the, 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 so you got the blue building playing music, people loitering out front. And then there's like the, the UDP and they, they set up this stage one afternoon and they had fire dancers out there swirling fiery sticks and fire shit. And, yeah. and they had a live band playing, obviously 
the red side won the election because they went all out. You know what I'm saying? Right. When they traveled they around, got the word out. They had all these big banners in the street. I mean, it really, it really was something different. You know, like sure because there's only two candidates, and and instead of just a candidate, it's like a whole governmental system kind of like you take their whole staff on, right. not just the one guy. Yeah, yeah. You That's... take a lot on, and it's it can be a complete regime change as a democracy. Huh. And so it's just it was it was kind of a neat experience to see how another country approached democracy and how in this very rough third world country it's it's it seemed to me and it's not but it seemed to be to this like uh untraveled white american montanan gringo as yeah gringo <laughs> as gang affiliations because right. like the people that were supporting our red upbringing that's wore we... the red shirts right People that were supporting the blue wore the blue shirts. And that's our media. Pup. That's our media had a huge part to play in in popularizing and, and putting that in front of everybody on the TV. That mm-hmm. This is gang color. Schools banned them for, yeah. you know, you couldn't wear a certain color. Like how, at the core, like how ridiculous does that sound? You can't wear this color? Like, I don't know. That, that seems it, so At the core stupid. of it, it sounds ridiculous. I think that the, that's kind of... Yeah, that rule, like that, that's gonna prevent gang activity. Are you kidding me? Of Telling course. me that I can't wear a red shirt is not gonna stop me from I'm being wear in a, a red gang. shirt, shoes, pants, hat. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like come on. <laughs> what the hell? Um. So, it, it, the 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 subtle differences in their processes, um, were kind of fascinating. But and and then I'm gonna reach back to the survival of the fittest thing. You have to be slow and methodical and and make wise decisions down there. Otherwise, Belize is going to eat you up. It's be- not like going to Europe where, you know... There's consulates and people speak. And I, you know, like, it's, it's completely different. Because right. these guys, if you disappeared off the face of the earth, they don't got to answer to anyone. Sorry, who? Uh, let me check. No, never heard of them. Pretty yeah, much. Have a nice day. Click. Pretty much. And so, is the that reason, kind of the allure of it, though? Is that to me? Yes, because I, me too. Because like, I want to. I uh, wanted to get away from home. I wanted to get away from commercialism. Right. I wanted to have a different experience. I even if I was a little intimidated at times. Sure. I think that's normal because oh, well, I'm coming yeah, from Care Bear Land. Trash. You know, everything here is taken taken care of for me. <laughs> like. You know, I just got to, like, run down the rainbow to Walmart and all my problems are fixed. You know, down there, like, you don't, you, that's not even, people wouldn't even understand what you meant. You know, and so, like, in the Caribbean Sea, this particular part of the Caribbean Sea is the most unadulterated, raw Caribbean experience that you can find. And that was the allure. I can go here and have a raw Caribbean experience right. without the rich white man's influence. And that's, I'm. I, there's something to be said about that. That it's a very attractive idea, and especially if it if you've traveled around. Like I've never been. That's one place I've I've yet to to go. And it's, Key Cocker and Belize. It's very. You will fall in love if you know. Like another subtle difference is you can't flush your toilet paper. The, you know you got to put it in the little waste basket next to the all your little poop For towels. Real? They got to go in the. <laughs> you gotta know about the three seashells. <laughs> Come on, that's awesome. 
demolition man anyway oh, okay on. so all right you know the, the subtle differences like that and so yeah. um what i did find interesting was you know the amount of drug use was it prevalent like in your face in the streets in the not you know, the illicit like in, ones like in amsterdam i remember you just walk down the street and people just say what they're selling and if you were interested that's the same here it's like it you know people everywhere. approach you, you especially see? as a white guy hey yeah. man what you want man i got the cocaine because you know people do drugs people do drugs that's right. what it comes down to supply do and demand supply and demand now Simple but the funny thing rules. is is that you know you could ask for prescription drugs on the street and it didn't need to be a secret Bro. You ask for a joint on a tropical island when you're surrounded by Rasta men and yeah. everybody kind of looks at you like, oh, hey, shh. Yeah. That was fascinating to me because I didn't expect that. I expected to go down there and just be like, you know, people smoking joints and blunts and, you know what I mean, all over the place. Yeah. And it Party wasn't like that. Hedonism, 2012. Drinking, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, you can walk down party. the street with a liter of rum and be pulling drinks out of the bottle, smoking two cigarettes in the other hand. And you fit right in. Well, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but nobody cares. But if you were to walk down with a little pin or joint, you'd probably be in jail. Right. So I got a voicemail last week. <laughs> we both looked at our invisible house guest here. I I wanna I wanted to I I answered a little bit, but I, I want to get Oh your, the voicemail, please. Yes, I wanna get I, your opinion of this. And I feel like uh, I've said I said this last week, but I really feel like we can be positive role models and help these kids because when we were kids, we didn't really have a place that we could go or ask for advice about certain things because it was reefer madness because a lot of parents were very strict about it. I had a breakthrough last night with my own mother uh, and and actually allegedly smoked pot in her house while uh, we were cooking dinner for her and, and that's huge because you and and i did for her sake i did the paper towel roll stuff with dryer sheets and made the little thing and i was like look you can't even smell it and she like this is huge she is the daughter of a police chief lieutenant from back in the day of new york and like that really very works? strict upbringing like this was huge that really works what the paper towel oh, thing for was sure for really? sure. Those I used to, cameras? when I was younger, I used to smoke pot allegedly in different rooms of the house and see if she could s figure out if I was, and she never said a word, never huh. said one word. Cool. So I did that. And yeah, so, and I feel like we're in a position because of our reach and uh, that I just want to say good job guys, because this show's getting more downloads than the jam hole, <laughs> which <laughs> I think is awesome. Uh, but so <laughs> I feel like we can be a positive force for these kids being completely anonymous or not. You can, you can s leave a message at four six two four four six eight seven, of course, but you can always email. If you just have a quick question, you can text me at four Oh six, eight, four, eight, one, seven, three, nine. Like you can, there's ways to get a hold of people that have been through or are, you know, what you've, what you're going through right now. And but, I but feel even, like we can but even then and Matt, offer advice. Yeah, but even then, like... Uh, it's, I don't want to get sued because you're an idiot. Well, no, but... <laughs> like, you know, I'm... A lot of times, you know, especially the younger people, like, if they don't have someone to talk to, usually you don't even have to have gone through a similar experience. Oh, yeah, you can you just You just relate. need to, like, Absolutely. be a rock. Yeah. 
Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And don't say stupid shit like, it'll be okay. You're better than... Right. You know, nobody needs to hear that no, shit. That's like a little bit of honesty. Yeah, shit. a little bit of honesty yeah. will go a long ways, you know? And For sure. So play this message. So here's, here's, play this message. Here's the message. Hi, this is Julio from Southern California. And I was just wondering if you guys could start throwing in... um. Tips for younger, under 18, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, more of, more ways to help people who are under 18 who have, you know, who have to hide and just, just, I'm tips, I'm being safe. See, he sounded, there was, there was a certain level of, of, Duress in his voice, or whatever that is. It, yeah, it's I obviously like, a weight on his shoulders. Yeah, there's something bugging him, and I feel like, yeah, we can. And I did. I last week, I I gave kind of, you know, here's just some broad generalization because he did. He wasn't very specific, and this is a weed talk show, a marijuana cannabis t- talk show. So I, I could only wager a guess of what you know what was weighing on his mind. But well, I'm curious what you. You could offer as far as or or past experiences. Right. Well, that... our current listeners know that I have a slightly different opinion about some of these things. Exactly. Um, and I'm not, you know, like, uh, okay. So if you're under 18, first of all, your rational mind hasn't finished developing yet. Right. Your rational mind, and so to make rational concepts, to come up with cognitive rational ideas, that part of your Mind isn't done developing until you're in your early 20s. Any kind of drug use will stint the growth of this. I'm talking caffeine, alcohol, cannabis. I mean, all of it. medication, Ritalin, like all of it, everything can impair your ability to form a a uh, even your diet sound or or a a solid rational part of your brain. Right, and so yeah, and your diet too. Creating synopses and connections and all that and um. In, for young individuals to be using drugs, and, and they certainly do, and there's people that have used drugs since they were 13 and are super successful and everything, all I am saying is Everybody's that- Everybody's different. The, you, even though you're under 18, I still feel that you are able to make decisions for yourself, but- and and this is why you know sometimes they don't they they set the adult age at twenty one because you you have a little bit more time to rationally think about right. some things when you're younger sometimes and and I saw this in myself you know and I've seen this in in family members like you know with like the my little brother he's sixteen you know and and uh you, you know the the you make rational decisions, but some of the decisions and some of the things you do are not rational but they're you they're justified in your head and so. All I'm saying is that I think that let's say you're 17, you have the ability to make a decision for yourself, and and I think that whatever decision that you make is the right one, but you need to be educated on the consequences or on the effects of that decision that you're making. You know, if if you you feel like you have to hide, you know, and like I I I've never felt like I had to hide unless a cop was in view. Right, you know, and, and then and, instantly this like second nature kind of right, and all of a sudden and, you're stashing shit and you're trying your to play it cool, and, and you look put, really yeah. awkward because you're trying to play cool. <laughs> right. But all I'm knows, get, everyone knows. Um, all I'm getting at is that you know, if you feel like you have to hide, like I, I mean that I, I know what that feels like, but not over cannabis, over other drugs, and so sure. like. 
you know, that's something that, that I dealt with for a while, but then I, then I started to feel like I, it wasn't worth it. The high wasn't worth the paranoia or feeling like I have to look over my shoulder or feeling like I had to hide things or, you know, I actually like it wasn't worth the drug use to me on a particular couple drugs. And are we assuming this is and see, that's why if you guys like be anonymous, but give more details if you want, you know, actual. Yeah. And if you want to talk off the air or if you want to have a conversation that's not necessarily like live or whatever, like I'm more than happy to accommodate that for sure my opinion is going to be a little bit more centered ian's like, going to get a google voice number so that he one. can give it out on the air do you have one that they can text oh, that's no, what i give my, out just my voicemail yeah no see oh, get okay. a number attached to it and then like i always give mine out and if you guys just like they can text either of us and that oh, seems okay to yeah, I'll, open I'll up work another, on that yeah i'll so. work on that so um i think that i think that my opinions and that's all these are is just my opinion right we're not like doctors this, or lawyers right. or anything like that and i'm not saying that young people shouldn't use drugs and i'm not saying that they can't or anything i'm just saying that i i think that education is really the key so that you can make your exactly. own decision if you decide like you know like we were talking about survival of the fittest right. hey if you want to go home and overdose on heroin i don't that's your decision. Absolutely. More power to you. You made a decision. Follow through with it. Would I do it? No. But I think that you have the right to. And so, like, you asked for some advice for some younger people um, that, f- that, that uh, you know, feel like maybe they have to hide or, you know, like, yeah. I-, I just don't know what kind of advice you would, like, w- uh, advice about, like, like see, I gave- where to hide your stash or some advice about maybe how well, to relax I- and not worry about it so much. I told or- him a lot of that and a lot of, like, just common sense stuff to me that, you know, like, if, if you're, if... <laughs> This is so awful. If you have to smoke on your way home, like crack the window a little bit and blow the smoke right out the window so it doesn't touch anything in the truck, so in your car, so anything it doesn't smell on you and have gum and and don't ever hide stuff in the house, you know. Yeah, keep, keep it, it out of your parents' yeah, house yeah. as a respect. Respect thing. that exactly, exactly. So and just stuff like that. You know, like be mindful that because you don't smell it does not mean that other people don't smell it, assuming that we're talking about, you know, cannabis and so Um yeah, I, I also know. had a different situation, you know, I could be honest with my mother. Or that. You know, I, I could actually tell my mom, oh, smoke. man, I'm sorry I didn't make it home last night. You know, I was, I was, I allegedly did some acid and I couldn't come home. Right. But they will respect the fact that you were honest. But not everybody can do that. And I totally understand. Definitely. And this not really everyone has that relationships and, and starting to have that relationship with, hey, mom, dad, I'm smoking marijuana. It might not go over all that well. And so, like, I totally understand that that's not an option. But, yep. you know. Uh, uh, if 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 you feel like you have to hide your smoking, like, are you hiding it from your teachers, from your parents, from your friends? Like, you know, who who are you hiding it from? It, if yeah. it's just your parents, it shouldn't be too big of a deal to hide it from them necessarily. Right. Are your parents and cops, like, do you really then? have to smoke right before you go home, or do you want to? That's true too. Do you have to, or do you just want? And to it be depends. Stung? That's why I was going back to: is it a medical condition? Are you just right. getting See, high. I, I, like I would really like to have more information, you know, and like I, 
I know that I sound like I'm kind of judgmental about, oh, you know, like your brain's not done developing. Well, and listen, and, this and was the this first one of that. This is the first time anyone's ever like called or written in that's been like, hey, you know, you should start offering this because you know I'm something's bugging me. So and, and so like and and on that next note, time anonymously and you can sign your name. Like we won't read it on the show or anything like that, but just more details about your particular situation because everybody is different and everybody's environment and parents and everything like that is different. So and if and somebody ever asks me for help, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So, exactly. you know, if you, if, if you need someone to talk to or if you need some answers or something, like, don't hesitate. Like, I mean, personal time or not, like, I'm, I mean, that's what I do all day at my dispensary is I help people not only with their cannabis needs but with, like, personal problems. And, you know, like, a lot of people, like, it's so hard to see the forest through the trees, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's really hard to have common sense about a particular issue when you're wrapped up in it. But I can look at things objectively. Other exactly. people can look at things objectively. And and, and that's kinda, what sometimes maybe you don't have that objective person that you can ask. Correct. Which is what I feel we can serve as. And, you know, that episode that we talked about television and, and yep. you know, how Kill people see TV. on TV that, that – that, you know, everyone on television has friends that they can count on and be honest yeah. with and rely on. Not everybody has that. That's not real. You life. are a lucky That's Care person. Bear land. You are a lucky person yeah. to have one friend yeah. that for real. That is there for you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like one friend that's there for you. Like I would, I would consider you a lucky motherfucker. Yep. And so like, you know, not having someone to talk to, like that you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Most people no. don't have someone to talk to for real. And like, you know, even if even, uh, you know, like your quote unquote best friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, they or, may not give or a whatever fuck about, there are still some <clears throat> things that you just can't talk to them about. Sure. There just is, you know, because of agree. our social standards and the social contract that we are yep, under with norms. our peers. And so, like, norms. there's definitely ideas bouncing around in everyone's head that you can't just come out and start talking to, you know, somebody yep. that you may even consider your best friend because they might be like, wow, you were crazy. They or might like, judge you or they right. might go tell your parents and you might get shipped. Off. I had a friend that his his friend thought that. LSD and it was like a, it was hurting him and so he went and told his parents and he got shipped off to wilderness treatment for and like they're friends now and everything this was when we were kids but like that just to have that happen and like that ruined a lot of what he wanted oh, yeah. to do in life and it wasn't a negative thing like I don't know I feel like LSD was a huge part in why I am the way I am and and it was like that for a lot of us that that I grew up with, a lot of kids that you know this those trips like really shaped how we view the world, and I think it had a, a really positive effect now it it negatively affected others in in really bad ways those yeah. whose egos but, died but too many but now times but and, now wait a minute. You know, this is the chicken and the egg argument. Well, right. Did, did there the were drugs, problems that were pre-existing. Right, that and the drugs the elevated them, or yes. did the or did the LSD no, or the drugs did not cause, cause it. the there psychosis? Was no causation. State. It was simply an that activation. There was some, yeah, there an was some underlying psychological condition. problem that you didn't even maybe knew it existed. But on that trip, it brought it out because it amplifies those things, and that's that. I always tell people if you have any bit of, I sh I don't think I should do this. Then you absolutely should not do it. Absolutely, yeah. Listen do to not yourself. do it. Listen and, to yourself. Listen it to your intuition. <laughs> it will amplify if, all of that shit. And if all that's of a not sudden, a good place to be. 
Yeah, if all of a sudden an idea or a decision comes in your mind and you have no doubt and no question, listen to that voice. That's your intuition, you know? And, like, over over the course of a few minutes, you might talk yourself out of it. But if you have, like, this initial, like, rush of knowledge, like, no, I'm not going to do that, listen to that. Like, you know, you I mean, like, to. really listen to yourself when you making some of those decisions. Yeah. So I had a really uh, vanity, you know, it'd be really funny since we have cameras and stuff, uh-huh. is if, like... She just looks bored You know I was thinking like You know she had like a clipboard And like some paperwork And like a phone And like with the thing And she could like Kind of come over And you know like You know whisper something In your ear And you could like Sign it And hand it back And then then like And then like Since our studio is so large You know she'd have to like Go through the doors And stuff To get over to my side Of the studio Um, Ian your four o'clock is here Yeah you know like I don't know if that would That would you know Impress her Let's leave her out of this Thank you all right, we got to bring this back to medical marijuana because there were a few things that did happen, and I'm interested to hear what your view on this is. So uh, this is uh, a lady who has a brain condition, and she says that a, a hospital she went to kicked her out because she attempted to use medical marijuana inside. Now, as we all know, hold on, I know, as we all know, you can't smoke anything at mm. all in the hospital because it is a fire hazard. There is oxygen. Because you can't. Pure, you just fucking can't. It's a hospital. Okay, I know you have smoking a brain in a hospital. tumor. But you can eat brownie. You don't have to be absolutely upfront and say no. These are medical marijuana brand. Like I almost feel like you're making kind of a spectacle of it. Which you have mm-hmm. brain tumors, so maybe that's your right to. But, no. So all right. Her name's Angel Raich. He she fought for the right to use medical cannabis in the U.S. Supreme Court back in '04 and '05. Uh, she said and lost. This was in Frisco. Uh, she's, oh. <clears throat> it says quote. The pharmacist says, you're not allowed to have cannabis in this hospital. And if you're going to try to have cannabis, uh, spelled B-U-S, um, in, the, in this hospital, anyway. That's Californian. Uh, oh, right. Language. <laughs> cannabis. Uh, we're going to call the feds. Capital F-E-D-S. Oh, kind of like Race said she checked into the hospital Monday morning for doctor-ordered tests on her brain. She suffers from chronic pain and seizures from an inoperable brain tumor. And doctors did not give her very long to live. Quote, you're basically saying, here we go, if I stay, it's like giving me a death sentence because I'd have to be without my cannabis, spelled with an I. (laughs) She said she had no choice but to leave the hospital. Quote, I'm in a state university hospital in the state of California. I have the right to have the same medical care as any other patient does, which I agree with. She does. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you can't smoke anything in the hospital. And if you need your cannabis, use a tincture, right? Use Does it have to be smoked? No. At all. Especially for... That's why I feel like she's almost making a spectacle out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I get you there. I was going to say, you know, if she wrote this article and, like, made her statements and said, well, I'm going to stay here, but if I stay here without my cannabis, I'm going to die... And then if she would have stayed there and, and then died, just take one for the team and just die. Yeah. That's terrible. But hey, you know, I guess I probably was in Belize for too long. <laughs> right, one hey, out of the man. pack. Hey, man, survival of the fittest. Sorry, hey, that's too bad. Uh, quote, but she did us a good thing. UCSF is a smoke-free campus, and this includes medical marijuana. Several members of the media have asked if UCSF allows the use of vaporized form of marijuana. No, it does not. Because no, the, there's eat it, eat. <laughs> 
ingest your cannabis. Okay. Even a vaporized form of mer- words. Medical marijuana releases particles in the air that are damaging to the lung. Any particle... That's kind of not true. Okay, but... Any, but, but... It's the... Sm- you can't smoke anything. It's anything. a fucking hospital. It's a fucking hospital. Any particles from if vapor anything, and odor aroma could have might. an impact on other patients and hospital employees. Under federal and state law, a physician is at legal risk related to any activity that could be construed as prescribing medical marijuana to a patient. During an interview with Raish, she appeared to have a seizure. Did she appear to or did she? Uh, when the fire... I'm that sorry. was just her conniption When fit. the fire... But I want my cut! Yeah. You should try to interview her. When the fire department... <laughs> miss, were you could, just being a bitch or did you like... Miss, I, could you put your miss, tumor on the phone, please? There's 56 comments. We'll look at those for a sec. Uh, during an interview, she appeared to have a seizure. When the fire department and paramedics arrived, she refused... To return to UCSF. Instead, they took her to St. Mary's Hospital, where she was then promptly kicked out of... I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. First comment. Here we go. I'm all for marijuana being legalized, but the actions taken by the woman in this story are incredibly selfish and rude because the idea of having to be in a bed recovering from anything while staying in a hospital and someone nearby puffing away sounds really annoying, especially for people who don't smoke. That's just what I was going to say. Just the aroma. Couldn't they just wheel her outside for a minute if it really helped that much with the pain and seizure she experiences? Sorry, I just can't get behind the idea of someone smoking marijuana in a hospital regardless of the reasoning. Yes, Carl, you're live on the hotbox. What's up? Hey, guys, MDS. MDS. What's up, brother? How's it going? Pretty good. Welcome back, Ian. You're no longer the whitest person in Kalispell. I know. (laughs) I know. I got flirted with at the gas station by some girl because of my... You know, my bronze your, tan. Your yeah. olive-like skin tone. <laughs> it's really just... He a, really... MDS, he's just radiating. He is really a, a, a masterpiece of a creature to, to behold. <laughs> Ian, that may be just the ticket that you needed. Uh, I uh, Matt, maybe you ought to try that, too. Obviously, yeah. it's not working so well. I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm thinking about if I can get... If you guys can all go and read... And listen to the stuff I make over on Groovy and get that making enough money. I will come see you in Florida on my way to Belize. In, in Belize, I think that if you lived modestly, you could get by on 50 U.S. every 10 days. And I really think I could make that doing this. So if we can bring this studio there, I'm all about wow. it. So, anyway, so yeah, what's M- up, man? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? MDS? Hello? Oh. Call finished. All right. Well, thanks, Skype. <laughs> Call back, MDS. Yeah, definitely, if you want. It sounded like you might have something to say. Yeah. Cool. I like MDS. He's been one of the longest uh, listeners with us. He's been up here, actually. Yes, MDS. What's okay, up? Okay, I'm we, back. There we go. So what's uh, what's going on? I, I, I don't really have anything for you, but uh, oh, okay. I just wanted to say that the show last week with Rose and Emmett was fantastic. Whenever you get a chance to get Rose on, oh, you got to do it. She's just she's, something else. She's great. I love, yeah, I love when we can get her to, to host. She always bails me out, too, mm-hmm. like last minute on my way home, like on Facebook Messenger. Rose, what are you doing? <laughs> she's great. Yeah, She always and, has a lot of good information so, and different yeah, perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. 
So keep up the good work. That's all I got for you. All right, cool. Hey, Thank thanks, you. MDS, for the call, man. Thanks for the call. Okay. Peace out. Holla. Holla, MDS, from Florida. How was that? You know, that was an excellent call. Thank you, Skype. Not that I can pronounce the guy in the chat room, but... Oh, Skeksis. Skeksis. That's a mouthful. I know. You guys want to move out of Montana? Really? Man, I don't know. I kind of like be, it here, but Belize is very alluring. I like what it I here do June through be, September. Exactly. June I, through September in I, Montana. I, I want to be mobile. I, I want to just go. I used to love the... I used to... <laughs> sound I, like a skip on. in the record. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so, go. Um... I used to love winters uh, here in Montana. I used, to, you know, I used to snowboard and do all the winter stuff, and, I, and it was awesome. And I don't know if it's that I'm getting older or that I just the mountain is ridiculously expensive now. Not necessarily even that, but like, you, you know, I, I it was my first time out of the country, you know, the last couple of weeks, and I went to this tropical paradise. That's and it hard was to beat. it was such a unique experience. I mean, like it was like the Wild West of the Caribbean, and I loved every last minute of being there. I was so content. I fit in like a key. I had no personal real issues while I was there. Um, and and I wouldn't want to give Montana summers up because they are phenomenal. The summers here are something Par- it's a, it's a it's a mountainous it's, paradise yeah, here. Yeah. Absolutely. But the winters here for me like I found that I'm old. I'm more unhealthy. I do you know like it's a lack of sunlight things. for a while. Sometimes we go months without seeing the sun it seems. And you know if if you know, I mean, I can be really shallow or I can be really deep about Belize. You know, I, can, I mean, I can talk about like this, the kind of spiritual centering and the, and the meditative state of not having any stress yeah, and, and having sunshine and having to decide if you're going to go snorkeling or fishing or if you're going to do this or that, you know, like I or you can be really shallow and say, you know, a huge bottle of rum that and does not give lady. you a hangover <laughs> is six dollars and fifty cents American a liter yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, more more beautiful women in bikinis from all over the world than you can shake a stick at. You don't even need a pickup line. You just need to show up. What's up? So, like, hey. uh, you know, there's, there's all these different <laughs> reasons that I really enjoyed going to this particular place. And it's not like the Bahamas. It's not like St. Thomas. It's not like Florida. It's completely unique because it's unadulterated. It's 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 in its natural state, essentially. You know, there's there's the village and there's shacks and houses and stuff built, but like, it's not. You know, there's no concrete. Right. There's no sidewalks. You know, people are walking around and riding. It's not an urban jungle. It's just a jungle. It's just a jungle. (laughs) It's just you know. And so, for me, like, you know, I I really like I really like having like ups and downs. Check this out. Why do we have to have? Why do we have to just have one place? Why can't we go wherever? Why can't you? I don't know. I'm asking you. Why can't I? You totally can. Kim, um, I met a girl. I? I met a girl. She'd been traveling for 20 years. She's from London. She has been traveling. Bad. She hasn't owned a house in 20 years. She That's hasn't had I'm a rent about. bill. Is what she I'm does is she about. she flies to India. I will use Airbnb and just write reviews about people's fucking bed and breakfasts. So Sisses. she goes to Sisses. Egypt, India, yeah. you know, Japan, not Japan, but like uh, you know South Korea, and then. And then to Guatemala, and then, you know, to Chile, and then she goes back to Belize and sets up her folding table on the side of the road and starts to sell the jewelry that she bought from all over the world. She's open from 9 to noon, three hours, and she makes anywhere between... But check this out. You could, just ha- you could be open 24 hours on online if you just... 
Right. But you, here's like a 42 year old woman that doesn't know how to use a well, computer. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. If she Her method, can do that, right. we could. In yeah. three hours, she makes three to 400 US dollars a day. Damn. In three hours. She sets up her folding table, puts her jewelry out on it, and hmm. stands there in a bathing suit, uh, just the, you know, shorts and a bathing suit top, and makes three, four hundred dollars selling this jewelry, right? right? And so, like, I was like, and I didn't know this, sure. but I was like, where do you get this jewelry from? And she says, oh, you know, India and Egypt and all these places. And I was like, whoa, how do you get it? She's like, I fly there. <laughs> and I'm like, now, wait a minute. do you think I get it? Like, well, like, <laughs> I was kind of shocked because, like, how, what do you mean you fly over there? Like, that's expensive. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, well, yeah, but it's the cost of doing business. And I said, you know, how much it's does it deductible. normally cost for you to go and re-up all your jewelry? And she said anywhere from ten to 15000 And I was like, man, you got to sell a lot of jewelry. <laughs> and she was like, well, mm-hmm. not really because... You know, like for what she pays for this jewelry, you know, if she sells it for 40 American dollars, she probably only paid two bucks for it. Yeah. You know, and so like. But if you took advantage of where places had high amount of turnover rates as far as tourists and stuff, and you could go collect your stuff and enjoy your vacation and then hit those spots during the high times of their season, and you're constantly getting new customers. So, man, that would be so great. Let's do that. Can we do that? You might actually have an opportunity to meet this woman that's been traveling for 20 years. For real? Because, well, yeah, like, we became friends, you know what I'm saying? That's awesome. um, And and so I was telling her about in Montana how you can go uh, gem hunting, rock hunting. Yep. You know, and she was like, no way. And and for her, like, this lady with the folding table selling jewelry on the side of some tropical island, for her to book another flight to Montana is no issue for her. She makes enough money down there to say, I'll come up there. That's awesome. I'm just looking for things to do in my life. I sell jewelry. I buy and sell stuff wherever I go, and I have money for days. I can go do whatever I want. I could fly anywhere. Is she coming here? That is so cool. (laughs) We have to have her come on the show. We have to have her come on the show. Oh, she's an absolute riot. She's 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 a rock solid person. Right? That's awesome. And so you know, like uh, uh, you know, befriending these individuals. And see, that's that's the thing about expanding your horizons. And man, wait till you get her a little stone and she starts giggling. That London giggle thing is so fucking funny. Like her laughing just makes me laugh because it's like this cackle. But anyway, um. Uh, in the chat, <laughs> I just cannot get past that every drug but pot is okay thing. Well, not every drug, just the prescription drugs. Like cocaine and ecstasy and all that, all the normal illicit drugs are illegal there as well. Um, and yeah, if you're a white dude, that is a buck, butt fuck jail for sure. Because you're going to be in there with the locals mostly. And locals are just all about butt fucking. And you're apparently. just, you're just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're just a little cute gringo boy, right? That's you know, a boy, a gringo boy. All right, uh, let's move on and cover yeah, a couple a more medical minutes. marijuana stories if we can, real quick. What do you feel? How do you feel about medical marijuana billboards? There's one here. I don't like them. I don't either. What if? What about? I don't like campaign billboards either. either. I don't like any of that kind of shit. I don't like billboards to start off with. Right, exactly, exactly. So if we could just get rid of all billboards, but since we can't, do you feel like using it for those those atheist things like, hey, you know, there is no God, or using it for this? It's not promoting a dispensary or anything like that. It's promoting 
medical marijuana reform in general, and it's in reform Florida. in general. Not Florida is not a medical marijuana state, so this is getting the word out. It's not. It's it shows a picture. Here's a link in the chat if you guys uh, want to see what it looks like. I have a problem that it's it's a old person in a wheelchair and then a hand with a pot leaf in it and then smoke or no, it's clouds in a in the sky and then it says prescribed in Israel, which okay, what I don't know what you that means, the, but you, we didn't get the link in the huh? chat. You didn't. It's put, right there. It's in the fucking chat. Are oh, you? It in? just showed up. For oh, me. sorry. Okay, uh, Tuesday morning, they spelled out their message. This is advocates uh, s- uh, trying to target senior South Floridians. Uh, this was, I don't know. That's a terrible billboard. Guys, isn't it? If you guys live there, it's along Sample Road, uh, about a mile east of Powerline Road. Tinted sky blue and cloud pink. The 14 by 48 foot billboards are on the north side of the street, visible God, that's a terrible Quote, legalize medical marijuana, shouts one, with a godlike hand extending from the heavens. Noah, smoke pot. <laughs> God. Uh, facing it is the photo of a senior in a wheelchair and the caption, I'm a patient, not a criminal. I'm a patient, goddammit. I'm not a criminal. Oh, I just peed my pants. I'm not a criminal, though. Uh, the billboards urge viewers some 54,500 cars that pass that section of Sample Road daily. Wow, that's yeah, that's a lot. It's half of Montana's population in Fucking a day. A. Uh, according to the State Department of Transportation, they learn about more at the Silver Tour, the billboard sponsor. The Silver Tour was founded by Robert Platzhorn of West Palm Beach, former operator of a 70s pot smuggling operation out of Miami labeled the Black Tuna Gang. <laughs> That's because we all like banging black chicks. <laughs> black Tuna Gang. Uh, Platzhorn was released from... Get what? that guy out of here. Who is that guy? I fucking hate that guy. Uh, Platzhorn was released uh, from federal prison about four years ago. He is 69 years old. <laughs> Get out of here, weirdo. Uh, he's dedicated to enlightening seniors about the benefits of medical marijuana. Yeah, I just like to smoking guy. Get the... Security! Yeah, yeah that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the cat? Oh, fucking kitty. Yeah, we'll tear some shit up. Uh, well, he is, I mean, this preached is this, his gospel at temples and community centers. Which marijuana. we've seen before. Sure. You know, we have we have. People this is that, better. No side effects from pills and shit. Yeah, I mean, we, this is the same thing that's going on and on and on. Like this is the disappointing thing is that it just seems like you know for the last six, seven, eight months, like there hasn't nothing new. New has really happened. It just kind of seems like. You know, other states are experiencing things that we've experienced. Right. And that's like what's in the headlines. Like, yeah, the church going grandfather wants to smoke cannabis, but instead of living in Montana, now he lives in Florida. <laughs> but he'll be in Montana for two months out of the year. Right. Thank you, you know, like in the summertime. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it's, I do it's, urge you guys, there's a little poll. And whenever there's internet polls like this, we always like to try and get people to just go there. I doubt by the time the podcast listeners hear this, but if you're listening live, just should marijuana be legalized in Florida? Yes, yes, but only for medical reasons. No, or I don't know. I'm going to just go ahead and say yes. Thank you. Skeksis is like, that is a bad billboard. <laughs> it is, like, all of us. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's terrible. official. Oh, here, you want some responses? Out of uh, 1,976, 81% yes. 
Just saying, 12%, yes, but only for medical reasons. That's 244 people. Uh, the 81% was 1,592 people. No, 6%, 113 responses, and I don't know, 1% with 27 responses. And in parentheses, just so you all know, these results are not actually scientific. So there you have it. 81% yes. Well, yeah. I mean, duh. But that's not something. This is the. This is, we've, yeah, this I know. Is old I'm news. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Sir Richard Branson, you know who he is? No. Okay. But he yeah. asked for a joint at the White House. He went to the White House. <laughs> For the state dinner. He's an older guy, right? And when he went to speak with Obama, he asked him if he could have a spliff. What did Obama say? Uh, Obama said, shit, smoke mine. Do you think the White House just has, like, the chronic? No. No? <laughs> Not at all. No. Because a, a dispensary just opened up there in Good D.C. For them. But in the DC. White House isn't going to have the crime. Uh, Richard Branson was is born he old? in the Richard Branson is he old? 50s. 1950, July 18th. So uh, he's 60-something? He's 61. What if he's just senile and he saw a black dude His, and was like, hey, brother, can I get a joint off you? Didn't even realize it was he's Barack. He's the guy that set up Virgin Atlantic Airways. Okay, Virgin so he's smart. Records. He's the 44... Words. He's the fourth richest numbers. <laughs> He's the fourth richest <laughs> citizen of numbers. the UK. That's actually a to new Forbes world. 2011 list of billionaires with an estimated net worth of billions. Four point two. Yeah. Billions. And those aren't numbers. Those are numerals that you're reading. Oh, right. Sorry. The numeral represents the number. Thank you. Yeah. Symbolism. Thing. <laughs> Words, number, Words, numeral, number, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Anymore. Can't read. Fuck. Uh, um, he's, he's a humanitarian. He does, I mean, here, you guys can look at his wiki. I'm not going to fucking go through yeah, the whole yeah. thing. But I, I remember because he's trying to build like a, a right. spaceship or so, something. He was only joking, but it was a gentle way of reminding Obama that the issue of marijuana, which the president has kind of avoided, I mean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dicks. Uh, to, you know, maybe revisit awesome. it. And, and it is important. He told the story at the offices of The Atlantic Magazine where he recently joined Drug Policy Alliance Executive Director Ethan Nadelman and spoke about the need for greater momentum and political debate to end, end the failed yep. drug war. Thank you. End the failed drug war. If Richard Branson says yes, I agree. Wouldn't it be nice to be worth $4 billion and be able to go to the White House and be like, yo, Brock, just, yo, B. You, got a, you got a blunt on yo, you, man? B. No? Word. And it's all over the news and everything, but nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to come of it. You know, if in, in three no, days, it's just a nobody's going to even remember that, it. Yay, Richard. There are people that do have lots of money on our side. It's just a matter of getting, hey, Richard Branson, how about you finance right? this little venture of ours here and throw down 10% of your income hey, like you the know, Mormons do and we fund can some get shit. this gentleman a joint, I, I believe. I bet you I could. I bet we could find one. Matter of fact, I, I will could find roll him you one right here. Give me my papers. <laughs> if Richard Branson comes up here, we will roll him whatever joint he fucking wants. We have one. I call it the Crippler. <laughs> All right. So is what you do is you take a joint paper. 
And then you heat yes. some oil up until it's nice and runny, and oh, then you you like God. like Elmer's glue the joint Ugh. paper. Okay? You just gave my with, dick with, chills. With, Jesus with, Christ! So you got a layer of oil on a joint paper, mm-hmm. and then and then you either take some bubble concentrate or bubble hash or key for something like key, glitter on Elmer's glue. Did you and, say no Keef or, or something? Southern. Oh, or something. Keef or something. Gotcha. Thank you. Bubble concentrate. Yep. And so, like, your oil is like Elmer's glue on a piece of paper, and then your your dry product, your concentrate or your Keef, is like glitter on the glue. So then you you put it on top of the oil, and then you kind of shake off all the excess. Then you grind up whatever kind of herb that you actually want to smoke, and then you roll that up. Okay, so it burns very slowly because all that oil on there. Mm-hmm. And if you can take more than three or four puffs off of that thing, you are a much bigger man than, than mm-hmm. the three of us sitting in here right now. Much, because I could take about one rip on that, and I'd be like, "Woof, done." Hey, so anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh, yeah, real quick. And and if you're in the chat, I just we can I. I realize that you can actually make Google Docs public and it'll yeah. auto publish them and then we can just embed them in our show notes or just pass yeah, that'd the link. Be cool. And so they can see what we see here. Why why uh why haven't so you I, done that yet? I did just oh, now. Right. So if you're in the chat, there you go and instead of cuz I kind of write show notes like when we're there and sometimes we don't yeah, always yeah. cover everything. So if we want to continue the conversation, I always post the link not on the site but on the forum. So Right. Check that out, hotboxpodcast.com slash forms. Uh, I wanted to mention there was a UFC fighter that he retired uh, because he got, you know, beat down by this other guy. And and then, you know, he he they gave him a drug test and he had pot in his system. And they're like, oh, that's a terrible thing. And I was thinking that he was retiring from UFC and that's probably the best thing he could have done for his health, right? Like that's that's the most positive choice you've ever made in your life. And then they like are like, oh, that's bad. That's terrible. That's that's awful. And because he didn't do what they wanted, right? He made a decision Basically. for himself. He he thought he had an original thought and followed through. Do you watch like UFC? The, are you a UFC fan? It's very. Un, I feel like it's very uncivilized. When I was a disgusting. kid, instead of UFC, they called it WWF. Right, right. Like the wrestling dudes, that. you know, and the guy would come out with the constrictor bow. Yeah, 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 and then they'd the beat each other, the other up with chairs and shit. And, yeah, oh, for like sure, for sure. I, and I do you I, remember Glow? No, glorious ladies of wrestling. God, I used to watch no, that as a little. But I do kid. remember gladiators. I remember American. You know, like I they, used to want one of those tennis ball guns. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were so awesome. Yeah, for sure. For Put sure. a potato in one, just knocks the guy out. <laughs> okay, but anyway, you can read about that, and if you want to have a discussion, we'll continue this uh, on the forums. I know we're running a little late here. Um, uh, let's see. There was something about the whole marijuana stone drivers thing again. I'm, I'm kind of Which over we've covered a couple times. About that, but if you guys have any more comments about that, call in. It. 406-204-4687. Uh, the Australian police seized some medical marijuana, and people were really kind of not happy about that. Uh, each plant had been labeled they had spe- for their specific patients, and uh, it was all legit. Uh, they say through the confiscation of this medical cannabis crop, the NSW police have deprived many Australians of their medicine. Uh, it is a form of discrimination against sufferers of chronic illness and pain who need uh, this medicine. More than 300 chronically ill and dying patients will now be deprived of this indispensable medicine used for the relief of both pain and suffering. 
It's terrible. It's terrible when it happens, and it's just the the pictures are are just disgusting, and everybody in the comments are just up in arms. I mean, typical, you know, whenever this happens, this is the reaction, and so just thought I'd bring attention to that. Uh, let's see, the not really. Oh, this one was interesting. Before we got here, uh, do you know who GeoHot is? The guy, you're not an iPhone user or anything like that. This is the kid. He he's cracked Sony's encryption for Blu-ray. He's he's just a badass hacker. He, he's just did a, he crack a marijuana plant? Uh, well, he did he lace one up. You know that check send it through the internet. That no, that with your 3D printer, <laughs> that'd be awesome if you wanted to smoke plastic. Um, but you know, there's there's that checkpoint. Willie Nelson got busted there. We talked about that. Snoop oh, yeah, Dogg yeah, got yeah, popped there. Yes. We talked about yeah. that. Yep. He was down there for South by South by Southwest. And he apparently got busted there, which I thought it was. If odd. you have drugs in your car, don't go there. That's what I'm saying. Right. It, and you're a smart kid. And, and I respect Obviously your work. Not. But like, you have to know that whenever it's not even at the border, this place is like a hundred miles from it. It's just a checkpoint. And yeah. It, it, it's, it's it, yeah. yeah, you gotta be careful. Think you're in the clear, but no. It just goes to show that, you know, geniuses overlook, you know, things like that. So they don't know how to change tires. You should be listening to hotboxpodcast.com and writing code for us. Fuck. So I just wanted to mention that, and uh, yeah, that's it. So thank you, Ian. I'm glad you're back. Welcome back, brother. Uh, join us every Saturday or Sunday, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, and you can... Listen to the shows while we record them. You can hey, say comments in the chat when the chat works, and you can, you know, hey, take yeah. part in this. Working. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast, and Facebook, or like our page, facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast. Uh, thanks for forms, tuning in, thanks guys. Thanks for listening, and nice. I'm stalling. I'm glad you got your uh, I'm trying item to find that you won. Our outro. One sec. And okay. then, uh, uh, and thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. If you like, you we, like we, this, we, where, this where you, you need, need to be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.